0: From nine Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you doing, my friend?
1: Hey, Jordan. Happy New Year. You know, I'm, I'm doing better. I'm glad 2020 is over. Um, I'm sure everyone is glad 2020 is over. 2021 is looking dicey in a lot of ways. But um, there was some good news in the music front where right before the end of the year... Uh, Congress did approve some relief package, which included $15 billion for live entertainment venues and movie theaters and cultural organizations. That follows the state program from Governor Evers, uh, which grew to $16.7 million for live venues. So right at the end of the year, live venues got uh, a lifeline that they desperately needed.
0: Absolutely. And of course, here on Tapton, we've talked about NEVA, the National Independent Venue Association's efforts to make sure that these venues were not forgotten in this kind of relief package, and they were not forgotten. And in fact, we have even more details to discuss today about how large and small venues across the state are going to get some relief. Uh, Piet, let's start by digging into some of the details. In the past, we were speculating. you know We kind of understood how large groups like the Pabst Theater were going to be able to show the books and say, hey, we lost money. But we didn't understand how smaller venues like the Cactus Club were going to be able to receive relief. But we have some updates and some new information on how this is all going to work.
1: Yeah. So uh, let's talk first at the state level. I mean, originally it was a $15 million grant program that was announced. That was money from the CARES Act. And when they announced the uh, the recipients, I think in November or early December, there were some people that were left out and, and people were upset about that, including the Cactus Club. The issue for the Cactus Club was that, you know, Kelsey Kaufman bought the place in February, right before the coronavirus crisis hit. Um, so that made her ineligible for the PPP back in the spring. And again, initially ineligible for this grant program. Uh, Peter Jess, too, with a promotion company, Alternative Concert Group, also didn't get anything for that group. But um, there was uh, reapplications, and that grant program actually grew by $1.7 million. It became a $16.7 million program, and everyone that, that appealed, including uh, Peter Jess, including Cactus Club, did get grants, um, which is amazing. It's amazing that basically you know, most of the people in the live music industry were covered. And on the national level, you've got um, this $15 billion program, and there's language in there that suggests that as long as you were open on February 29th, you could be eligible for this. So again, the Cactus Club, locked out PPP last year, should get this national grant program money as well, uh, and also includes language where there's like $2 billion reserved for, for venues with less than 50 employees to make sure really small clubs can get access to money. Uh, priority access for for uh, for funds. If you lost ninety percent or more of revenue, you'll get the first come first serve in terms of the applications. And also, there's language in there that prevents Live Nation from getting grants from the national program, uh, so they don't take away that money. But, uh, big corporations that run, like you know, for instance, Alpine Valley Music Theater, right. in East Troy. Right. So uh, I think this is really great news. This is news that venues have been really striving for and looking for. Venues were really concerned that the whole industry would just kind of fall apart without release and there is relief.
0: And this relief is coming at the end of the hardest 10 months that the music industry has ever faced. Uh, your, your article yeah. at jsonline.com says that Polestar projects a $30 billion loss. I'm going to say that number again, a $30 billion loss. Uh, this yeah. is uh, across the country. This has huge impacts. And of course, yes, we've seen a lot of relief efforts that have gone well. And we've seen a lot of things uh, survive. But we did lose some venues this year. We permanently actually saw six Milwaukee venues close in this last season.
1: Yeah, Fire and Water, Underground Collaborative, Up and Under, Riverwest Public House, Walker's Point Music Hall, Captain Pat's Pilot House—those are all gone. Uh, and then you look at the big players that suffered tremendously. I mean, Wisconsin Center District lost two point six million. Summerfest lost ten point four million. Pfizer Forum—they were on track to have their biggest year of concerts, bigger even than twenty nineteen, which was the biggest year ever for arena concerts in Milwaukee history. Uh, they made twenty nine point six million at the box office uh, in twenty nineteen. Uh, I mean, they they made like you know they like, basically did not make thirty million dollars at the box office alone right. this year because they were shut down. So this has just been devastating for everyone. But there has been some relief, and um, you know, Peter Jess told me in the story he thinks this will buy him time. You know, he was worried about everything, but the fact that they're getting this this money gives them time to return when it's safe to return. The big question now is when will it be safe for venues to return to open? Coming up after
0: the break, we're going to talk about what it's going to look like. We don't know, but we're going to take a guess. And we're going to talk about what we can expect from possibly uh, concert experiences being like considering uh, vaccination and group gatherings. That's all just a little bit of speculation from me and Piet coming up next on Tapped In. Stay tuned.
1: We make it our mission to amplify positivity. So we're
0: starting 2021 with gratitude. Thank you for supporting the Radio Milwaukee team. Because of you, we're still here to be your work-from-home companions, your go-to for music discovery, and more. We're excited to bring you new projects this year, plus the programming you know and love. Want to help us make it? Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to join today. Hello, Piet. We are back. It's tapped in. I'm Jordan Lee from 889 Radio Milwaukee. And every week, Piet Levy from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel joins me as we talk about the music that comes into our city and the music that comes out of our city. Well, this last year in 2020 was a lot easier to talk about the music coming out of our city that was being released because there wasn't any music coming into the city because venues shut down early in the year and continue to remain closed even on this date that we're recording the podcast. But in that time, we've talked about some really exciting stimulus that has come through to help support those venues. And now we want to get into a little bit about what we think it's going to be like in 2021 when it comes to returning to live music experiences. I think I can speak for you, Piet, in saying that we both really want to get back to seeing live shows, but we also want to do it safely and we want to do it smart so let's talk about when we think shows are going to return and what we think they're going to be like we can guarantee one thing it's going to be slow going
1: yeah very slow going when i talked to gary witt um i don't know if this quote ended up in my story at com, but gary witt from pap cedar group he suggested it wouldn't be a light switch it's gonna be more like a light dimmer and it's going to be kind of just gradually kind of growing um Raj saha the manager at pfizer form he was speaking to a william morris agent that's a friend of his who suggested you know the hope is that by fall things will be busy, and then 2022 things are going to be nuts uh, with with tours. Um, so that's kind of the hope right now. Is that you know this spring is probably going to be pretty dead. Um, there's been a couple like social distance shows here and there. Like there's been some in South Milwaukee. They might do more. Pap Cedar Group has a, a John McGivern thing with a local thing going on. Gary Witt suggested maybe a comedian or two might come in here and there for socially distant shows. But there's just the money's not very good for socially distant shows. Uh, and again, safety's gonna be the top priority for everyone. So the the hope is that the cautious optimism is that by summer, the industry is really kind of hoping that there can be outdoor concerts again. I mean, the, the president of Live Nation had suggested that, that they think they can get back to scale in terms of amphitheater shows and festivals and things like that by summer for outdoor concerts the cdc suggests uh, outdoor uh, conditions are not as risky for coronavirus uh, although they still stress that you should wear masks uh, when social distancing isn't possible which it's not at a festival or amphitheater um, that's kind of the hope of the industry and then the thought is that hopefully by fall after you know enough people have herd immunity from the vaccinations fauci suggested 75 to 85% of the country so if that's done that where we can reach that point by fall, we can start to get back to normal and start to have some shows again uh, indoors.
0: So everyone's kind of got their eye on summer here at Radio Milwaukee. We've been talking about, uh, that feels in a festival town here in a city that has so many outdoor events going on that we should return to some sense of normalcy in that environment. Although you did just say we need to see a lot of vaccination, 75 to 85% of Americans would need to be vaccinated to reach that kind of level of safety for herd immunity. Uh, With the way things are going right now, I mean, I I can't predict what February, March, and April are going to look like. But I just saw a statistic this morning. Only 1% of the state has gotten vaccinated so far. It seems like we're going to need some time.
1: Definitely. I think we're going to need some time. And so I think summer is a big question mark uh, around the country, but certainly in Wisconsin. Right now, um, you know, again, the industry thinks maybe outdoor concerts would be okay to get back. We do know that there's some shows booked for outside in the summer. Ah, uh, Summerfest, for instance, has three consecutive three-day weekends starting June twenty-fourth. It's their new format. Eight of their amphitheater acts moved um, to those new dates. Right now, they're kind of going full speed ahead for June until they can't. Uh, Don Smiley, the CEO of Milwaukee World Festival uh, Inc., suggested they do have contingency plans in place, and I'm sure all the festivals do. Where if some, if that's looking too soon, if if June doesn't look like it's likely that you know people can gather outside, yes, it's outside, but still, mass gatherings, um, then I think, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Summerfest suggest, okay, we're going to try for September or October or something like that, similar to what they initially suggested for 2020. You you may recall that they had the original June dates, they kicked it over to September, and then ultimately decided we got to scrap it for the whole year. So I'm guessing that's probably going to be the industry hope, is that if we can't get things going for the summer, by fall, it will be safe enough again to have outdoor concerts. Cause again, you're just talking about huge gatherings and, and even if you had like a mask requirement, how likely is it that people are gonna really honestly wear masks the whole time, especially if they're starting to drink and all this? it's just gets really, really complicated and, and really tricky and really risky
0: it is and 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 i mean i i don't want to forget the elephant in the room here but there's been kind of a weird uh cultural line that's been drawn on how people do and don't want to comply with these things so then you know that draws these lines too where you have people who are getting together and they have different opinions on how they should or shouldn't be safe and then it does kind of what's the one bad apple ruins the bunch kind of analogy here where You might not be able to do these things because people want to choose to not comply. And that's a huge what if here that we can't understand as well. But uh, one thing we do know is that everybody is anxious to get back to live shows. So we'll see how this goes. In the meantime, I want to remind our listeners as something we have said on the podcast before is to continue to support the artists that you love any way you can. If you can buy some records, if you can uh, buy a t-shirt, if you can share their music to make sure that they're doing all right at this time, because creativity is going to be the thing that keeps us uh, going through all of these weird moments that we've been in. And uh, it's something we really want to see thrive here in the city of Milwaukee, especially for our Milwaukee musicians who have had such a rough year and go at it. You think about the millions and billions of dollars that the industry has lost. Well, think about how that impacts uh, working class musicians who are raising their family here in the city of Milwaukee you know, what we're talking about. Well, Piet, I think we've gotten into, uh, quite a bit of, uh, interesting speculation here, but I really like our listeners to make sure that they go to your story at jsonline.com and, and send us some tweets, send us some comments, leave us some notes on what they think is going to happen here in the future. You can follow us anywhere you find your podcast. We're at Apple. Stitcher, Spotify, NPR podcasts, we're everywhere. Also, you can find Piet's article at jsonline.com, and you can also find us at radiomilwaukee.org. Piet, I thank you so much for your thoughtful conversation with me today on this subject, and I'll see you next time on Tap In.
1: Thanks, Jordan. See you next time.